It's Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? It's called Portugalia. Ever heard of it? This place has been around for a while. Forever. <laughs> Not necessarily in its current form. It's a, a marketplace, if you will, that sells Portuguese goods in Fall River, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. USA. <laughs> it used to be like in a like garage looking like type of situation. <laughs> now it's in an actual plaza. It's like a massive. I feel like it's massive. It's a massive marketplace. There's like a little cafe. I think it looks nice now compared to the garage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I had been to the garage version as a kid because the garage version was at the bottom of my grandmother's street. So we would walk to Portugalia. And at that time, I just knew it as the stinky fish place. Like right? it was, You just walk in there and you were just overpowered by the smell of fish coming at you from every direction. And I'm sure they sold those. The little nuts, you know, like the little Christmas peach mm-hmm. and shit. Like they sold all that shit because that's where my grandmother would stock up. Yep. Yeah. The fish was their thing. The salted cod. <laughs> yes. If you <laughs> listened to yesterday's Feast of the Seven Fishes episode, we talked a little bit about that salted buckle y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's early memories of the place. He knows like the guy who started it. And he's he calls it the guy that used to sell packages of shrimp out of his garage freezer. (laughs) I love that. That is like the most Italian mob thing (laughs) that you can hear. (laughs) That's what my dad said. He said he used to sell one thing and it was he used to go buy like boxes of shrimp. at like, (laughs) I don't know, Big J, (laughs) Costco (laughs) and sell them out of his. Frieza in his garage. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> and then it escalated, clearly. <laughs> to now more it's than like... just his freezer. <laughs> and now they were just featured on the New York Times, right? For like the best bacalhau or something mm, like that. Or the best yeah. dish. Good for them. And so I had not been to their new and improved non-garage location. <laughs> non-garage <laughs> I know. I went there for the first time. And how was your experience? I haven't gone. I didn't go this season, this Christmas season, but I have been. I've visited multiple times. Usually my parents will buy stuff from there and bring it up to me because that's how I get my Portuguese ingredients. Mm. So I I get their goods, but I had never been into the place. And it was busy. It was the prenatal crowds. Oh, I bet. Like the day before Christmas Eve. I went in there. It was a mob scene. There's no parking. And that they have a good sized parking lot. Full. Completely oh full. Good for them. And so I pulled in my little minivan and I'm going around and I went and throw the like two times and there's no spots. And I drove actually drove by one spot that I, my husband was like, right there, there's a spot. And I was like, I don't fit in there. Not with this, not with this van. This van ain't fitting <laughs> in that spot. And so I drove past it and he's like, well, what are you going to do? Like all the, all the parking spots are the same size. Like if you can't fit in that one, what are we doing here? Like you're just going to drive around. <laughs> you want like multiple space to just kind of like you throw yourself in. 
And so if it were up to me, if I like were by myself, I would go park like in KFC or <laughs> CVS parking, parking lot, like across the road. And I'd walk over like that would be my solution yeah. to the problem. But my husband's not about that life when there's a perfectly good parking spot right there. <laughs> He's a cake eater. <laughs> Sorry. I love that saying. <laughs> And he's like, just let me do it. So I stop the car and we get out and we switch, like we run out and switch places. And we did it fast because I didn't want someone to come behind us. We're right in the middle of the aisle. Right. And as we're doing that, this woman is outside, like walking by this Portuguese woman. And she looks at me and she goes, oh my God, a Chinese fire drill. She's like, I haven't seen one of those in forever. <laughs> is that you know what a Chinese fire drill? I don't think so. Is that what that's called? When you go like at like a stoplight, like you'd be driving with your, your your teenage friends and you get to a light and everybody just like gets yes. out and switches places. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, wow. I've heard that in forever. I'm like, I don't know how to impancaro my car over here. <laughs> you just gave her some out. I know it's a out. <laughs> you gave her some end statement. She's going to talk about you over christmas with her family (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna oh but the place is wonderful they had a giant prezap set up i didn't go this year but i saw it on instagram of course and then they have everything there they have like their whole like liquor section with all the wines they have you know just like kind of the grocery section they got cheese wheels the size of car tires (laughs) They have a whole salted cod like room. They learned from mm-hmm. the the garage setting initially that the bacalhá scent takes over. So they have like it's like enclosed in like glass doors, the fish in its own separate space. It's so smart. Like what engineer came up with that? Because <laughs> you can go shopping and not leave there smelling like fish now. Right. And then they had like a t- th- their own little like store mm-hmm. with like ceramic goods and stuff in there and then the cafe and the whole thing so i started with a hand basket because i just wanted to pick up a couple things i needed some pimentish for me and i needed some things to put together a basket for yankee swap that i was doing with my family and within minutes my bushkata was full (laughs) (laughs) i had to go tell my daughter can you go trade this bushkata for go get me a (laughs) carroza And so she had to bring me a carriage so I could fill that up. I had mint pimenta, lots of jaza pimenta that I took from there. I love it. Pimenta love in vinag, pimenta salgada, pimenta kent. I don't know. <laughs> I love, I love pimenta so much. Pimenta is like my ketchup. I put that on everything. Yeah. So I I got the pimenta muiza, like the crushed yes. stuff, and then I got the. The long peppers, long hot finger peppers. Oh, I just eat. Like, I just bite those. Oh, my God. I love peppers. <laughs> oh, and so, actually, we, we were talking about the washing of the salted cod in our last episode. And I just learned from my aunt because the last time I got peppers from Portugalia that my mom had brought up for me, she got me salgaj, like pimento salgaj. And it's salted pepper. And I was like, too fucking salty. Like, I, I rinse them. Yeah, before yeah. I put them on my steak, but it was inedible, too salty. 
so my aunt was telling me that I think you have to like do the same thing. Like you have to like soak it, let the salt come out, rinse it, let the salts come out, rinse it. You do? With those particular pimentish salgadish. Oh, I got to ask my mom because I have no idea either. That's what my aunt was saying because I was like, it's too salty. I couldn't eat it. I had to get the vinegar ones, the ones Mm. in vinegar because I'm like, those at least I can eat because they're not super salty. I do the whole like, I take them out and I'll do like a little rinse through. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this whole washing of the pimenta beforehand. (laughs) For three days. (laughs) No. So I don't know if you soak it in a bowl, maybe like it releases some of the salt and then you rinse it and you keep doing yeah. that until it gets to like the normal salt level for a pepper and not. Again, is it super salty because they're preserving it in the jars? Is that why? <laughs> right. Like I think that's how they preserve it. Yeah. Just like the, the Kelly's thinking of the cod <laughs> that's preserved. So I don't know. I think I was just eating it wrong. Like I don't think it was meant to be eaten as straight from the jar like salted like that oh damn Uh, my dad used to do it in like Mm. a five gallon home depot bucket my dad used to have it in a five gallon home depot bucket in the garage with like a little wooden cap on it and it was just like he'd put the peppers in there and then he would just throw like the crushed like rock salt he would like fill Mm -hmm. the whole five gallon home depot bucket with rock salt and so those pimentos were had to be washed too but i don't remember soaking them before use because i'm getting confused because i'm thinking of like when my mom would make the peppers so of course they're like washing it and doing whatever it is that they need to do for the pimentas so i'm confused now as like when you just buy it from the store if you're supposed to do the same thing too i have no idea my taste buds would tell you yes oh man okay i'll (laughs) (laughs) i'll try i do like i give it a rinse through because they are very salty and, and I love salty stuff, but it is very salty. So I give it like a, a bunch of rinse. Like I do right. rinse it a lot. Give it a soak next time. <laughs> Pimenta yeah. bong. A little bong. Yeah, I might have a point to it. That's what I'm saying. And so I found the ginger bottle, the sour cherry liqueur i found a bottle of that that i bought for (laughs) yankee swap as part of my gift and they had the chocolate cups oh yes yes i saw that in the picture the little cups de schlotz they had the chocolate shot glasses to take the the ginger shot in were the was the ginger the same one that you had in lisbon was it it was a different brand no it was a different brand but The one underage person out of like 30 people playing Yankee Swap ended up with the the liquid. <laughs> so <laughs> we had to do a little swapsy swapsy after that. But did you guys try it with the chocolate cups? Oh well, it was no. someone's gift. Yeah. It was right. someone's gift. So yeah, we, let yeah, them, yeah. we let them keep it. Yeah. My dad has the same Yankee Swap strategy every year. So tell me what it is and then I'll ask you a question. <laughs> He goes and buys his own gift, which is something that he wants, like a tool that he wants. And he knows nobody else at that Yankee Swap wants tools. And so when it comes to his turn, he chooses his own gift from the table. <laughs> he unwraps it. He pretends to be surprised at the contents. <laughs> and then he keeps it and nobody steals it from him. And 
the man is the happiest <laughs> man he's ever been when he leaves there with his little husky tool bag at the end of the night. <laughs> okay. Your dad is Kevin Malone from The Office because he does that in The Office. <laughs> does he? He gets like a bathtub, a uh, feet soaker bathtub thingy, like a, like a tub. And he buys that and he he's like, Oh, I pulled out my name for Secret Santa, but I didn't want to tell anybody. So I got myself my own gift and he buys that gift for himself. And obviously nobody picks it because he picked his own. And so he kept his own gift. (laughs) Your dad's Kevin Malone. (laughs) Yeah, he does it every year and like he'll pull it out and he does like this whole performance of like, oh, what's this? Oh, this? People know, right? Everybody knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, there he is, picking his own gift from the table again. So, for as long as I've known you, I feel like you've always done Yankee Swap. Like, when did you guys start doing that? Because I don't associate like Yankee Swap and like Secret Santa as like a Portuguese thing. Like, I, I didn't do that growing up. I only started doing like Yankee Swap, Secret Santa, like when you stopped working. You know what I mean? I guarantee you we've been doing it for as long as my husband has been in the picture he (laughs) inserted his little cake eater ways into our portuguese christmas (laughs) (laughs) oh okay so you think it starts with um when your husband was uh, was introduced to the family i believe so (laughs) I believe so. And then he also, after like a few years, we switched from doing just like a Portuguese cuisine to now we do our tradition where we swap up the cultures every year. We do like a different cultural cuisine. Yeah, I I like that you do that. I do like that. Right. But like that ain't Portuguese. And like my family shows up every year and they're like, what the fuck is this bitch cooking for us this year? You know, like... (laughs) My vovo was like, oh, oh, you got cornbread this year? Cornbread? <laughs> Fried chicken? Okay. You're like, yeah, pound meal, vovo. And I can't come up pound meal. Yo, that's what I said. My aunt asked me, she's like, oh, what's this? She was at the, the front of the buffet line and there was cornbread because we did soul food, southern comfort vibes. Oh, that was this year's. That was this year's. Okay. I told her it was cornbread. And we do everything from scratch. We hand make everything. She's looking at it and I'm like, eh, pond meal, <laughs> pond meal, but not the same pond meal that you're used to because I know what your pond meal looks like and it doesn't look like this. This looks more like a cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so you had like fried chicken, cornbread, mashed potatoes. We did potato wedges oh, and we okay. fried them. So we basically made homemade KFC. Oh, that sounds fantastic. We made homemade KFC. We did collard greens. Which I, I, I'm going, I'm trying to tell my bubo like like what the stuff is as I'm going through this soul food. And I'm like, kivsh, bubo, kivsh. He's like, because it was like some ham hock thing that you like yeah. slow roasted into the collard greens. And I think... I think, or what I'm told, is that the Portuguese, in all their cooking and stuff, what they use as kuvj is collard greens, not 
kale. It's not the kale. Yeah. Right. Where I've always associated it with kale, but it's not. Yeah, we it's don't use kale. Greens. It's actually collard greens. Yeah. So, what do you so how far in advance do you guys have each topic picked for the Christmas meal? <laughs> like how far in advance do you have it decided? Um, so we have a list that we work from. Like we brainstormed the list of the possible cuisines mm-hmm. and we broke them up into different tiers. Like the tier one being like the common easy ones. Okay. That everyone would know and love. Italian, Mexican. Chinese, like the food yeah. that is common to people. And then we did tier twos. And then we have tier threes, which are a little more obscure. <laughs> and so then each year we just decide what we're doing out of our list that we have. And so at Christmas dinner, I was polling people to say, like, okay, guys, what do you want to do for next year? And my cousin said, next year, I think the theme should be just enough, make just enough food because we make too much (laughs) he said next year you should just try to see if you can make just enough food that's the theme (laughs) that's the theme of the the christmas well see you're still keeping it portuguese making way too much food (laughs) it's a constant fight throughout the entire planning process and the food prep even on the day of and the cooking like my parents it's a disease it's a disease they don't think there's enough food yeah, no, you're right. It's sad. I picked up half the ingredients. They picked up half, but I let them buy the meats because they go to uh, BJ's or whatever, you know, the, one of the bulk yeah. places. And they came back with the most insane amount of meat. Oh. My mom got 10 pounds worth of ground beef to make meatloaves. She made, Holy shit. She made three gigantic logs of meatloaf, <laughs> 10 pounds of beef. Okay. And then she made 75 pieces of chicken. And she told me that wasn't enough. She had more chicken. And I said, I I refused to open the package for the extra chicken. Because I was like, just keep this in your freezer for you to use some other time. It's not going to go bad. Right. Yeah. But I'm not cooking it for this dinner because it's unnecessary. Like, we have too much food already. And they were like, I don't know. Maybe we should make it up just in case. Maybe we should just marinate it just in case we need it. It's the fear of not having enough food. And then I was making soup. And you know how they have like the most gigantic pans that you've ever put your eyes on? I can fit inside of it. Yeah. So I grabbed my mom's biggest pan from her cabinet, which was massive. Like it's the size of three of my biggest pan that I own. Right. (laughs) You can give your dog a bath in it. (laughs) Yes. And so I had that on the stove and I started like putting the stuff to make the soup in there. And she comes out. She goes, oh, Melissa, that pan's not big enough. And she's like, the big pan is in the garage. Like it wasn't in the kitchen. So she's like, I have to go get the big pan for you. She brings out this big pan from the garage and she puts it on the stovetop. And I said, well, mom, I can't use any of the other burners now because this <laughs> pan was so big. <laughs> it's a bathtub of freaking pans. I was like, I I refused. I was like, I'm not sticking to that pan because I have other things I need to cook on the stove and I cannot cook them if you have this giant pan in my way. <laughs> it's just, It's a hindrance. Okay. And she's like, that other pan's not going to be enough. And I said, oh, mom, it's enough. It's plenty of soup. Yeah. Okay? Soup's like an appetizer. Yes. It's just a little petite before you start, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm making the soup. And she kept complaining that I didn't have the water level high enough in the pan. She's like, you're going to fill that all the way up to the top, right? 
you're gonna you're gonna put more water in there you're gonna put that all the way up to the top you're gonna make enough you're gonna put that all the way up to the top i'm like like, oh my god i don't need to make enough to last me the week mom (laughs) i just want it for the night was there leftover soup yes there was yes there was folks (laughs) shall sob (laughs) (laughs) and how about chicken i bet there was a bunch left over Oh my god, we fill up like the um, you know, when you go to a party and you have those like sternos. They're mm. at, it's called like, sternos where they put the little things underneath to heat yeah. it and you have like yeah. the lo- the big long dish things. Like yes. we filled all of those up across like the entire counter with all the trays of food. Like there was like three trays of meatloaf, there was like two giant trays of chicken. Damn, yeah. So you giant good. tray of ten pounds worth of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody takes leftover right everybody packs up their leftovers to take home and then we still go over to the food at the end of the night because we got to put it away right and my mom will go oh see there wasn't too much food look this is we're good there's barely anything left and I'm like mom you still have like 92 Tupperwares to fill and put in your (laughs) fridge somehow like you had should have put some in the garage because it wasn't enough room in the fridge for all the extra food and Tupperwares. She's like, oh, it's cold enough in the garage. We'll just leave it out there. It's just, it'll stick cold. <laughs> and this is after people already ate all night and took food home. Yeah, they have a weird complex with food. They don't think it's ever enough. I have never taken food home from an event on my husband's side of the family. <laughs> well... <laughs> You know, <laughs> there's your medicons. That's just not a thing that they do. That's not no. a thing that they do. They cook for that meal. They're Which not cooking not- for you for tomorrow. Which <laughs> is probably also smart too, I guess. I get I don't know. I, I, I'd rather have a little bit more extra. <laughs> a little bit more extra. <laughs> See, like I always say, I'd rather have extra food than have exact amount. So I don't know. I, I can't I can't live life like that. For a party anyway. If you're just cooking like whatever for yourself and your husband, different story. But for a party, like I need to have extra. Like I have Ignish if there is an extra food. It's excessive. No, definitely. It definitely is. But how can you pinpoint the exact amount of food for like a party? Because you don't know if anyone wants you just you have to assume everyone wants like seconds, some type of seconds, right? The Portuguese math is like they assume that they need to make enough of each item as if that was the only item that those people were going to (laughs) eat. Can we get that like on a shirt? That's like the slogan. (laughs) We need that written somewhere. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like this, this 12 different items here. Yeah. Maybe if I was only eating fried chicken, I could could eat two, two chickens, but I'm not going to eat two chickens and three meatloaves and... (laughs) Like, it's just, it doesn't need, make sense. You need the 20 chickens. You need the 30 fish. <laughs> you need the freaking 10 meatloaves. <laughs> the 20 steaks. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody's going to have seconds and thirds of each. It doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. It must, like, it just has to stem from them having lack of food growing up. And now that they're able to, like, to give. I know, but you I think that they would be used to running out. <laughs> 
Like I know. that should be already ingrained in their bloodline. Like let's let the kids eat first. The adults will take the leftovers. And then when we run out, we run out. That's the MO, right? No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It should be. But for some reason, I don't know where it got screwed up. It just isn't the case. It never is the case. Just a basic during the week meal. My mom will make like 10 steaks. And I'm like, mom, 10 steaks for three people? Like make it make it make sense. Me, mom, and me, you, and dad. We're we're gonna eat ten sticks between the three of us. Like I I don't. They don't know how to cook for one. No, it's always let's cook for fifty <laughs> just in case. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you one more like little anecdote from my Christmas. One of my grandmothers, she will just at events like this. It's chaos. There's a lot of people there. You know, you're walking past people all the time. You're coming and going. And she has a way of just like, she'll just like pull me aside, like in passing, like as I'm walking past her doing something, she'll pull me aside and she'll just like whisper something to me. And it's always the most random shit. Like it has nothing to do with anything. I love it. I love it. This is dad's, this is dad's mom, right? Yes. and so i'm on a mission i'm going through i'm cooking food for all these people we're like you know i'm handling the event and i walk past her and she she pulls me close and she's like when we lived in the azores my uncle yes he was so skinny when we were living in the azores when we came to America, <laughs> he grew boobs. So that's her giving me the difference between her life in the Azores and her life in America. There was so much excess food in America that my uncle, who was so skinny in the Azores, grew boobs. He got himself with some sea cops. <laughs> He was eating well in America, eating good in the neighborhood. I love that grandmother so much. <laughs> There's always a, just like a little nugget that she will drop like that to me for no reason at all. And I just die. The wisdom that comes out of her mouth. Just pure wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like record anytime she like anytime you see her gonna about to pull you or something, you just need to have a recorder and just record her. <laughs> oh god bless her (laughs) i think my grandmother's comparison is perfect to sum up this episode where they came from nothing and now we just have this excess in america that's right we definitely do come to america if you want boobs (laughs) still waiting for mine (laughs) on that note (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, wait, I don't actually don't know if you want to wrap up. Sorry. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> and hope you guys had a wonderful new year. We'll see you next week. <laughs>